The big panels have wrapped up at Comic-Con 2022, and I've got my recap right now. Hello everybody, I'm Dan Merle here with my look at a big day of news at Comic-Con, both for what we did see and what we didn't see, and there's a lot of thoughts that I have on that matter. First of all, I'm feeling and obviously sounding much better than I did the last time I had a video out, and thank you to everybody who sent along their well wishes over these last few days. Things are definitely on the upswing, but let's get to San Diego Comic-Con. This is, it's kind of weird because this is the first full-scale Comic-Con they've done since 2019. It's the first Comic-Con I've missed since I think 2013. 13, whatever my first year going was. I've usually been going with Screen Junkies to cover everything, but a lot can change in three years, as it turns out. But I was still watching the news anxiously today, looking to see what the reports were from Hall H, what were the trailers we were going to see, and I wanted to kind of give a recap of not just what we saw today, but a few other things that have come out throughout the week. But let's start with the biggest volume of news, I guess, probably today, which would be the Marvel panel at Hall H. It's no surprise that is usually the marquee panel panel on Saturday at Comic-Con, and we did get a lot of information. We got a few trailers. There were some attendees that got a look at some footage that sounded really cool, but here's something that we all definitely know, which is a much firmer picture of what the next phase of the MCU looks like. First of all, we now know that phases four, five, and six are officially now called the Multiverse Saga. We also have some release dates for a lot of these movies and TV shows, so we can kind of place out what order this is all going to unfold in. So kind of looking chronologically, logically at the future here. For the remainder of 2022, we've got She-Hulk Attorney at Law, which is premiering in August. We have Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which is premiering in November. We have a lot more to say about that because we all got a look at the trailer for that one. The end of these two projects also will mark the end of phase four. So we are already one phase into this new, I guess not so new anymore, multiverse saga. Going into 2023, we have Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which opens next February 17th, followed by the second season of What If? which is going to air at some point TBD in early 2023. We have Secret Invasion on Disney+, Plus, which will be airing next spring. People in Hall H got a look at some footage for that, which hasn't been released publicly just yet. We've got Nick Fury, we've got Scrolls, we've got Maria Hill. Then next May, May 5th, 2023, we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. James Gunn and many of the cast took to the stage, and it sounds like that movie is very much building up towards, as James Gunn calls it, the end, or at least the end of the Guardian story that he's telling, although he was very clear to state that that doesn't mean that everybody's going to die. It just means that he's done telling this trilogy of films that he wants to tell. Apparently, it's going to focus very much on Rocket and his origins and, of course, on the connections between these two characters. We also have Adam Warlock entering the MCU, played by Will Poulter. So a lot on the bench already for next summer movie season. We're not even through this one yet. Next summer is going to be big for the MCU because we also have the second season of Loki. We have the spinoff show from Hawkeye Echo next summer. Summer, and then next July 28th, we have The Marvels, which is in itself feeding off of a show that just wrapped up on Disney+. Plus. Then looking next fall, we have Ironheart. Ironheart will be introduced in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Next November, this is a new date that we have, Blade will be hitting theaters. And then at some point next winter, we'll be getting the spinoff series Agatha Coven of Chaos on Disney+. Plus. But this is Marvel, so of course we are jumping now even further ahead to 2024, and there were some things that were firmed up. Daredevil Born Again. This was a big announcement today. Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio will be returning to their roles of Daredevil and Kingpin in an MCU series, reportedly 18 episodes. 
on Disney Plus. Of course, they're now adding a lot more hard edge content, some R-rated films. So TBD as to exactly how similar this Daredevil show will be to the Daredevil show that we already had on Netflix, but that's going to be kicking off 2024. Also in May, May 2024, the 3rd of May, Captain America New World Order starring Anthony Mackie, who has now taken on the shield of Captain America. July of 2024, we will have the film Thunderbolts, which is one of the things that we know the least about it. There's several candidates for who might be a part of that team. Is it part of who Julia Louis-Dreyfus has been uh, recruiting as Madam Hydra? We don't quite know yet, but we do know, according to Kevin Feige, that Thunderbolts will be the official end of Phase 5. So then a big release date announcement, November 8th, 2024, we will be getting this version of Fantastic Four. We don't yet know who the Fantastic Four will be, but we know when they're going to be in theaters. Fantastic Four apparently will be the beginning of Phase 6, although you never know. Kevin Feige's always got some tricks up his sleeve. And then wrapping out Phase 6, we get two Avengers movies in one year. May 2nd, 2025, we get Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, so obviously Kang the Conqueror, who will be the main villain of Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. That is another uh, movie that uh, attendees at Hall H were able to see footage for. He played a very big part in it, reportedly. So we have Avengers the Kang Dynasty in May 2025, and then the long-rumored and now confirmed Avengers Secret Wars on November 7th, 2025, which will be the end, it seems, of the multiverse saga and Phase 6 of the MCU. A lot of people speculating that this is where we were leading up to, that, that Secret Wars was going to be the event because you can bring in all these different characters from different multiverses. We brought in the idea of incursions in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So we look to be heading toward one hell of a collision at the end of these phases in the MCU. Uh, many, many years away now, but I've talked about it in my reviews of Thor Love and Thunder and also on charts that I think there's a perception for many, including myself, the MCU wasn't quite communicating where we were going or what direction we were heading. And obviously a lot of that probably had to do with the shuffling that they had to do with COVID. This I think is them saying, Hey, no, listen, here's the roadmap. This is where we're headed. We're going to secret wars. Kang will be here. He's going to be a big part of this Avengers movie. In a way now we sort of have that Thanos with the infinity gauntlet moment where we know exactly what's going to happen uh, with these movies. And now it's about making the way there. I've said already, we're almost at the end of phase four. I think this has been a very rocky phase for reasons that I think are creative based and for reasons that are real world based. We just don't know quite what it would have unfolded like had things not gone crazy in the real world. I think a lot of the focus now is going to be what do we do from here on out? One thing that was interesting, it was a project that had been announced quite some time ago, but I don't think was even mentioned today in Hall H, was Armor Wars, which was the War Machine-centric uh, show on Disney+, Plus, which was not put out in this uh, order of operations here with these different phases for the MCU. I'm sure that question has probably been asked of Kevin Feige. He may have even answered it by now as I'm recording this, uh, but no real news on that show if it's still happening. If so, where is it happening? Uh, so that's a question that, again, uh, we should probably know the answer to here uh, in the next little bit. But let's turn our attention now to the two trailers that everybody uh, inside and outside of Hall H were able to see. There was one for She-Hulk Attorney at Law, the second trailer for that show. The first real one. The first one was more of a teaser, which is kind of how it goes. I will say I do think that the effects are better. Uh, She-Hulk still doesn't look real, but uh, the other question would be, 
how realistic do you think the effects will ever be? I, I don't know how real our effects artists can make a seven-foot-tall green lawyer. I do think that Hulk has a little bit of a downgrade. There, there were a couple of Shrek moments, uh, for lack of a better term, because I think because they're green, but also because of the animation around the mouth. It does look cartoony. This is also something that they're tweaking these things up until the second uh, that these shows premiere also. And this has more Hulk and, and of course, She-Hulk stuff than any movie or TV show has had before. So I'm sure that these aren't the final, final, final versions. We got a bit of a glimpse in this trailer at the breaking of the fourth wall format uh, of the show. So it looks like this will be our second major Marvel character with Deadpool as well now that's doing the fourth wall break, at least in the modern iterations of the movie. We've had many different versions of Marvel movies. And then we have the tease, as many people have speculated, of, listen, if this is not Daredevil, this isn't one of those things where, you know, Marvel drops a line into a show and it's like, well, they can't really control where the fans are going to take it. This is a very obvious hint that Daredevil is going to be in this show. It would make sense to bring Matt Murdock into this show. It is a show about the law. Uh, and so if this is not Daredevil, if it like, you know, pans up and it's, you know, some pretender who's just out, one of the other superheroes that they're talking about, well, then, then, then this is really kind of a shame on you moment for Marvel because this is a very heavy tease that Daredevil is here. The other big trailer that we saw was our first look at Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Ryan Coogler was there. Many members of the cast were there. We got some big confirmations in this trailer. Again, these were things that have been speculated upon by people for quite some time. One of them is the presence of Namor. Namor has now been confirmed. Namor will be played by actor Tino Cuerta. So we now have a name and a face to Namor. And it looks like this sort of undersea setting is actually kind of very Avatar-like. It's kind of funny that this movie and Avatar, uh, Avatar 2 are going to come out so close together because we have two sequels that seem to be very driven by the world of underwater and under the sea. I liked a lot of the visuals that we saw in this. We spent some more time in Wakanda. It looks very focused on the matriarchal side of the Wakandan society. We have Queen Ramunda, uh, who I think is really the only character that we hear talk in this entire trailer. There's a tease that there will be a new Black Panther in this movie. Who will that Black Panther be? I, I mean, I think that the trailer is very heavily implying that it's going to be Shuri, but you, you never really know where these movies are are going to take us and and you know that's been the speculation from moment one so does ryan coogler kind of feed into what people thought was going to happen this is one that is very steeped in the legacy uh, of t'challa one that features uh, a what seems like a memorial uh, to t'challa and by proxy chadwick boseman so his shadow and and his legacy will hang very heavily over this film and i thought this is a really intriguing look at the film. I, I don't really know where they're going to go with it, but I, I don't really re know where they're going to go with anything in the MCU right now. And uh, this is one that, that has been marked on my calendar and will continue to be uh, because, uh, you know, sadly, they do have to go a new direction with that story. And it'll be very intriguing to see what that new direction is. Let's go now to the big panel that happened this morning in Hall H, which is the one uh, for Warner Brothers, but really for the new DC films. It's interesting now that they're really kind of coming to Comic-Con only with the DC movies. You used to have to go and sit through presentations for like, you know, pan uh, before you could get to a lot of the DC movies. And this one was kind of a, I, I was a little frustrated with it, honestly, but not for the reasons that a lot of other people were. There was all of this speculation 
that Henry Cavill was going to show up and that they were going to bring him back out on stage and say, Henry Cavill's going to be Superman. And as near as I can tell, it all started with literally like one line in a story about Comic-Con that the trade uh, website Deadline put up. And it literally just said, well, the buzz is that Henry Cavill is going to show up, which if you read these stories, that is like the most lightweight of gossip. It's not even like an inside source said or an unnamed person said where that one person could just be lying to you. Buzz says that's literally like I could walk down the street and hear somebody say anything and say like, oh, you know what the buzz is? I hear the buzz is that this is going to happen because I heard one person say it. It's it's the lightweightest of rumor mongering and gossip that you can find on the internet. But of course, because the internet works the way that it does, that one line then got picked up by all of these other different sites and quote unquote news sites, etc. saying like, it's being reported that Henry Cavill is going to be at Hall H. They're going to bring him back as Superman. So it was now all of this hype about Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill wasn't there. People knew that he wasn't going to be there. He was shooting a project reportedly overseas. There was really no way that he was going to physically be there. And there really should have never been an expectation that Henry Cavill was going to be there uh, because the only sourcing on that was Buzz, which is, again, not even a person. It's just an ephemeral thing out there in the world. And to me, this says a lot about, A, how news is brought to fans of all of these different uh, franchises. Uh, basically that you know you 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 grasp on upon the, the the slightest of rumors and then kind of phrase it in your reporting as if you know it sounds like it's going to be happening but i think it also says a lot about how many people ingest the news that they get which is that they take these rumors and they run with it and they say like well then it's going to happen and then they get disappointed when it doesn't happen it's just really important to kind of ground your expectations in reality and then if a great thing like Henry Cavill coming out and saying that he's going to be Superman again happens, then that's wonderful. But you don't base your expectation on something that you have no reasonable, reasonable reason to believe is actually going to happen. So I did feel a little bad that what Warner Brothers did today was overshadowed by an expectation that they didn't even set themselves. They came out with Black Adam and they came out with uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods, which is what they said they were going to do. Now, I, I can definitely relate to the people that thought that maybe they would have more up their sleeve because we've heard buzz about a second Joker movie. Uh, Batman, the Batman 2 seems to be happening. There was really no news about any kind of release date for that. You have Batgirl. They have Flash, but what can they really do with Flash right now? Kind of the same with Aquaman. What can you really do with that right now uh, without just opening yourself up to something that at Comic-Con that you probably don't want to uh, deal with at the moment. So in bringing stuff from two of their big movies, I think that a lot of people viewed this panel as a disappointment. And while it certainly didn't have any surprises, I actually liked what we saw from both movies, uh, both presentations that they gave in Hall H. We saw a little bit more from Black Adam. Uh, we saw some footage. Apparently the attendees in Hall H saw an extended version of what was put out there uh, on the internet. There's apparently an Amanda Waller appearance where she reportedly helps to assemble the Justice Society to stop Black Adam. Putting a team together to go up against a godlike creature like Black Adam, I mean, that's that's a team that's just set up for, uh, I mean, that's a some kind of... Uh, I don't even know the word for it, but, uh, I, you know, I guess she's doing it. The marketing they've done, the trailers and this look at the footage uh, has made me intrigued about what they're going to do with this character. And I like the way that the movie looks. I like the way that the action looks. I think that the Justice Society stuff uh, looks really cool. Pierce Brosnan, you put Pierce Brosnan in just about anything. Um, I'll show up. I just like Pierce Brosnan. 
I'm a big James Bond guy. I'm excited. I'm excited for this movie, and I liked what they saw. Of course, The Rock showed up as Black Adam, and it was a big moment, and that's what he does. He does showmanship. Uh, and then we had Shazam! Fury of the Gods. We got our first real look at this movie. Uh, and this is another one that I think is really interesting, but but mainly from a character level. I just really like Zachary Levi as this character. I like Asher Angel um, as uh, Billy Batson. I like the supporting cast of this movie, and we're getting more of all that. Plus, you add in, as the two main villains... Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu, who separately would both be great comic book movie villains. You, you, you throw them back in together. And I like the concept, the idea that they're angry that Shazam, this, this kid, this child, has been given this godlike power when they are the daughters of Atlas. They actually come from this world of gods. We have what appears to be the return of the wizard Shazam from Jaiman Honsu because nobody's ever really dead in any comic book movie. I liked that extended shot where Shazam is landing on the ground and he's literally just on fire. I like that he is a hero who is kind of a hot mess and that in that instance literally a hot mess. I think that kind of sets him apart from different heroes and and I was a big fan of the first Shazam movie. I thought it was going to be a massive hit. The world-ending mega threat looks very similar to stuff that we've seen in other superhero movies, but I think that the character interactions look really good and really entertaining. It is interesting that there's the scene where uh, Shazam is talking to uh, Helen Mirren's character and says, I've seen all the Fast and the Furious movies, lady, because it, it, it ignites this thing in my head, and when somebody mentions something in a fictional world with an actor who was in that thing, I'm like, okay, so... In the Shazam world, in the Fast and the Furious movies, is Helen Mirren in those movies and she just looks exactly like the supervillain that he's fighting? Or is it like a last action hero thing where it's not Helen Mirren because Helen Mirren's in the movie and it's like another star? It's like Dame Maggie Smith was in uh, the Fast and Furious movies uh, and Helen Mirren is the you know character in the movie. I would actually kind of love it if he said something like, I've seen all the Fast and Furious movies. You actually look a lot like... Jason Statham's mother. Are you... I don't know. That'd be funny to me. I also thought it was very funny that they make a brief reference to the Flash in this trailer and they go out of their way to make sure that you don't see his face. It's like Flash foot, Flash arm, and we're on to Aquaman. Um, I, I don't envy what DC... Uh, they've, I mean, they're going to run out of time at some point. They're kind of, you know, they're playing this game as long as they can, but the release date's going to come up at a certain point where you just have to go. I, I honestly believe that everybody is sort of chasing the dragon of like Comic-Con 2013, which I think was the year that they announced both Batman v Superman and Avengers Age of Ultron like the same day. And there's these two massive groundbreaking earth shattering announcements. And there was a new Star Wars coming. And like there was all of these different things that were all in the air that year. I honestly think that's the aberration. And this has been a pretty standard slate of stuff. I do think that Warner Brothers, it was surprising to me that they didn't have more than the couple things that they had teased. But at the same time, I thought that what they brought was pretty good. It was very theatrical. You bring The Rock in, um, you know, you're showing the, the trailer for Shazam. And keep in mind with Warner Brothers, I think this is also very important. They are going through a massive transition right now. I mean, they, they, are, they are under completely new management. Everything at that place is under review. So I'm not really going to resent the fact that they're not quite ready to lay out the future of what's going to happen because I honestly don't think that anybody at Warner Brothers or Warner Brothers Discovery, as it now is, 
knows what's going to happen. So those were the big panels that happened today. There were a few other things that happened over the weekend uh, that I can mention briefly. Star Trek, the worlds of Star Trek, had a, a panel earlier today where they uh, introduced a few things. There was a trailer for a new episode or a new season, I should say, of Lower Decks. I've actually been told I should go back and watch that. I watched the first couple episodes. I never went back and watched it, but I've heard it actually uh, isn't bad. So I may, I may do that before season three debuts. Apparently, they will be going to Deep Space Nine in season three and continuing to kind of poke fun at the Star Trek universe. There was also a brief teaser for Star Trek Picard season three, where we got our first look at all of the returning cast members uh, that have been announced, at least from Star Trek The Next Generation, that will be in the show. A shameless plug here, but I will be releasing finally my hour-long review of Star Trek Picard season two, which turned into a video essay this upcoming week. So stay tuned. I know I've been saying it's coming out for a while now. It is. I'm actually like, I'm almost done with it. It is actually coming out next week. I will reserve a lot of my potential thoughts about season three until I put out what I thought of season two. Those thoughts have a lot to do with my greatest fears for what may be to come. Earlier this week, we got a second trailer for Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, which is coming from Amazon uh, in just a couple months. I felt like this one felt more in line with the movies than the first teaser did, which isn't, again, uncommon. The second look at something generally is much more in line of what the actual tone of this show or movie uh, is going to be. I'm intrigued by this era that they're in and the idea that we could be seeing the rise of Sauron and the making of a Morgul blade and Moria at its height and the age of the elves and perhaps the creation of a Balrog. So this is all interesting stuff. I, I honestly think that this could be a like amazing great series or a massive disappointment i know that that's the possibility with just about anything but uh i'm gonna be holding out hope that this is going to be an amazing addition to the Lord of the Rings stuff that we already have. Maybe it's just a fool's hope, uh, but I'm going to be holding out hope. And then very briefly, also earlier this week, Keanu Reeves came out and gave us a surprise early look at John Wick Chapter 4. And, you know, I've gone on the record as saying that, like, I think that this series should have ended at Chapter 3. I was actually a little frustrated that they were going to keep going because I was invested in this story coming to a close in the last movie. But I'm not going to lie, this stuff always looks cool. Like, every time they do these movies, I'm kind of like oh can they do it again and then I'm like yeah yeah they can because there were like five or six moments and even just this little short trailer where I'm like yeah I'm thinking I'm back I'm thinking I'll be back in a seat to see John Wick chapter four because I don't know these movies just do it for me I don't know what to say so that's what I thought of Comic-Con 2023. What did you think of everything that came out today? Was there something I mentioned that you were super excited about? Let me know down in the comments below. I will be back here later this week to talk about the box office, uh, where it looks like Nope will take the number one spot uh, for the weekend. Also, like I said, stay tuned next week for my Star Trek Picard Season 2 review, which I'm very excited to finally bring you. And I've also got some other stuff that I just want to talk about and review and, you know, just start making videos again. Thanks so much for watching. If you like this video, please share it. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit that bell. Just hit random buttons on the screen and hopefully that'll tell you next time I put out a video. Until then, stay safe and I'll see you then. Bye.